Hi, greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Broads Cast, a podcast where three broads discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me, as always, on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First up, Christina. Hi. I was just about to sneeze. I didn't think I was going to make it to be able to say hello. <laughs> well, you did. I'm, I'm so happy that you did. <laughs> and Katie. Good evening. What's going on? Oh, you know, just puzzling over family trees over here. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, so we have breaking news today that we're going to talk about because, well, it's big. It's pretty big. Uh, it's going to be talked about probably for a while. So today on the show, we're going to talk about the House of Dragons, which is the spinoff of the Game of Thrones show, if you're not familiar with it. And they have just released their first teaser trailer for it really good we'll dive into the trailer in a little bit but i want to get some initial thoughts on game of thrones spinoffs so were you guys looking forward to a spinoff show after game of thrones you know completed were you excited when they announced like stuff like this or were you just like okay you know whatever maybe i'll check it out eventually what were your thoughts, Christina, as far as the coming back to Westeros, going back into this world? Were you excited about it? Do you want to go back to this world? Do you want all these spinoffs that they're going to create? Yes. Yes. I want all of it. I do want to go back to this world. I want it to be not a long series. I don't want the spinoffs to be multiple series where we get to the last couple and then we lose all character development that we had put into the series. Um, please don't do that again. So um, no, I think it's going to be cool. I think it'll be cool to see it 200 years before, before our good friend Robert comes to town. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. I think the visual, the trailer, the visual is really cool already. So there's going to be so much symbolism and I'm already trying to dissect the trailer and none of it's going to mean anything until we watch the show but that's okay no yeah good point uh, visually it's gonna it looks it does look cool we'll jump we'll talk about that uh in a little bit but katie your thoughts game of thrones spinoffs were you excited when you heard they were gonna do these first trailer drop you know the first teaser of the house of dragons drops this is based off of the um book that george R. R. martin did about the the house of targaryen so what do you think? Are you excited? Did you want spinoffs? Were you okay if Game of Thrones ended as it ended? Or are you excited to get back into Westeros? No, I'm excited for it. Um, this world was developed with such a rich backstory that I think it kind of naturally lends itself to telling a lot of these stories, um, you know, hundreds of years before the Westeros that we know. And there's so much more magic and dragons and drama and intrigue and wars and craziness that I think will make for a very rich playground of uh, writers to get get their hands into and develop into something that is going to be just as visually and dramatically interesting as the first Game of Thrones on TV stuff was. <laughs> um, I'm with Christina, though. I want it to be thoughtfully 
beginning, middle, end. Uh, Game of Thrones, as we all know, <laughs> the series uh, Song of Ice and Fire still is not finished. We still don't know how it ends. Uh, the book series, I should say. And that, I think, uh, kind of was to its detriment towards the end there. As Christina alluded to, character development, um, Jamie Lannister. <laughs> um, so I think that we are going to get a more fully fleshed out uh, show, story, narrative with a beginning, middle, end. And it's going to make sense because we know where the ancestors of these characters are going to be ending up. So that I am excited for. HBO, I am excited for. They know how to fucking do it, right? big drama magic dragons they they know how to do it and i feel like it's gonna be good and just based on this quick little quickie trailer i feel confident <laughs> that it's gonna have the look have the drama have the star power and hook people who already love the world and people who maybe are just now dipping their toe into the world no, yeah, really good points. Um, for me, I I was excited when they announced spinoffs because I did love the world of Westeros. Um, Game of Thrones, I was a tad late on it. I think they were on season, heading into season six. Yeah, I was that late, Chris. I know you're getting yeah. really weird. I was that late. Were you I was really? Very... I thought it was like no, right after yeah. the third season going into the fourth. I was super late. I was super late. I can't believe because... I was ahead of you on something like this. Yeah, I was super late. So I binged the first like five seasons because the ending of five, as you know, is Jon Snow assumedly dying. So we had to wait an entire whatever to see what happened to him. But yeah, I, I was late to this show in... I've I've rewatched it. I don't even know how many times Game of Thrones because I I do love that world because the world that they build is very interesting. It's political. It's you know has that kind of mystic sci-fi to it with dragons and wizards and you know uh, stuff like that. And but it has very deep character in it because that's how George I think really wrote these books. The first, you know, those those first books that we are used to, um, that people have read, you know, obviously, as you as Katie mentioned, you know, we only have up until a certain point, and then I, season six, seven, eight of Game of Thrones was all kind of new, from you know Dave and uh, Benny Hoff and Weiss who produced and wrote the series. George R. George R. R. Martin was there. He obviously had his hand kind of in it, but as Katie said, officially he has not finished that story yet. So they're still waiting. You know, the very big readers of the of the series are waiting for him to finish it. But with this House of Dragons, there is a book out there. I can't remember what it's called. I, I want to say it's actually of uh, Fire and Blood, maybe or House of Fire and Blood. Something and it's like the history. Yeah, it's called Fire and Blood. Fire and Blood. So it's like the history of the Targaryen uh, dynasties and the family trees and everything when they ruled over Westeros for all that time. So it's you have that stuff already. So they can't really mess it up, right? Christina, I know you got thoughts. 
Have you both read the books? I have not. No. I have listened to the books. Okay. I feel like I want to now. I might add that as a winter project. I I wonder if I want to read or listen. I would recommend listening because I I started off trying to read them. I needed to take notes. Like... And it's a little bit easier now, right? Because there's all of the wikis and there's all of the internet and there's, you know, that you can kind of make sure you're on the right track with who is what and who is related to who and um, all of that with this, again, very rich world full of many, many families that he has created. And they're constantly referencing back to, you know, this conflict and this character and these people. And I think that um, for me, listening to it and hearing it, that way you know you're you're getting stuff from the characters perspectives in a lot of ways but um yeah it for me listening to it was how does george keep track of all these people man i don't know have like this huge storyboard wall with like red string connecting i bet i bet it's a big storyboard i bet he has spreadsheets (laughs) yeah they say he has boxes and boxes of journals notebooks of I mean details of every character. You know that's he all has. going in a museum someday that's gonna be a huge deal. Oh yeah. But it's yeah, I mean it's characters that obviously he has we are familiar with. It's characters that have been maybe mentioned and then fleshed out by his own design. So and I think a lot of this is probably maybe, you know, when he does pass that somebody can look at his notes and maybe continue the stories, you know, his, his sons or kid or whoever can, you know, continue this, the song of ice and fire or just more stories within this world. But that, that's what, that's what I, I, I have read and heard that, that he has just tons. I have mixed feelings about that idea. About what? about someone else carrying on an author's work. So my one of my favorite authors that writes political thrillers, he passed away a couple years ago, um, and they've continued on with his characters. And I still read the books, and they're still it's still story ideas, kind of like you're talking about, but it's still, it's just missing that, it just still misses that little thing. And I have mixed feelings about when they do that, um about is it right or should we let that legacy go with that person no that's a good point i mean i i think a lot of it though too i mean george is one of those folks just like i'll say tolkien i'll even compare him to like a george lucas in star wars where they know and they have written down probably so many stories that have not even been implemented in anything that as somebody that maybe he entrusts to continue it could read these stories and put something together and maybe right here and there, but like it's basically fleshed out for the most part. Yeah. And I mean, that's what Vince Flynn is the author that I, if you've never read any Vince Flynn books, you should, they're very good political thrillers, but you know, that is what he did with, um, Kyle Mills he sat down he knew he was sick he knew he had cancer he knew he was so like from my understanding I met Vince Flynn I I went and met him actually back in the days of bookstores um at a book signing and but 
at that point he was in remission, but shortly after that it was announced that his cancer was back. And that is something that his wife has spoken about in everything that like he wanted his, the legacy. He had these stories and he worked with an author to like teach him how he wrote and why. So maybe that is something that he's doing. Cause he is not, he's not a young man. If I'm not mistaken, how old is George R. R. Martin? He's in his early seventies. I think. Is he? Um, I wonder, you know, speaking of authors who, you know, this happened to before they could complete their work. Robert Jordan and Wheel of Time. Um, I've never read those books, but I know that he passed uh, before he was able to complete his series, but knew it was coming and made preparations. And I feel like George R. R. Martin would probably do the same. I, I imagine. I mean, it's been the, the last book was released when I was pregnant with Malin and she's about to be 11. So uh, <laughs> I think that I think um, and he's released books in between then, which, of course, much to the chagrin of book readers. So. Right. Yeah. And he's helped on the show. He's probably helping with these spinoffs. And to some degree, he has to be. Oh, yeah. So, right. And you get the frustration of fans that probably are like, dude, just finish the damn book <laughs> so we can know what your vision is. Of how Game of Thrones, The Song of Ice and Fire, you know, is completed. Which do you I, think we ever get that? Or do you think he just lets it lie? No, he'll finish it. I, I do. I think he finishes it. I do. Yeah. Do you agree. think that maybe it might be part of the contract with HBO for the story so that until they're done with everything, he can't finish it? No, because they need him goes more total than, opposite no, of what they, they did. Need, they need him more than he needs them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Part yeah. of me is like, if he writes a totally different ending, right, than but that's what we the got, thing. That's which the we thing. know he's probably going to do. I don't see. I don't think he's going to be that far off. I really don't. Really? I think there might be some variances for sure, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be complete like, you know, Bran doesn't does not become the the throne, you know, takes over the throne. He that that's probably what he wanted. Yeah. yeah. But I can see it. HBO asking him not to take the story away because once he releases, he pulls the the focus away potentially. I can that, see if I'm marketing or I'm those people at HBO that, that I'm like, no, please don't I, yeah. I don't think I he would that, have agreed but... to something like that. He absolutely I mean that's his baby. He right, wouldn't have agreed to something yeah. like that. You know, and he, told, he, he told D&D that, like, just do, here are the, the big story revelations and the big story conclusions. And then they took it and were like, put it in the blender and just made it happen. You know, like, right. Just, he gave them the big points. And then he said, you guys fill it in how you want. I, you know, but this is the main. So beat. part of me. Ryan comes here. This is Daenerys yeah. does this. John does this. That's the big beats. So part of me felt like the ending of the series both felt rushed, but also felt it felt rushed. Like they tried to slam a ton in where they probably could have used an extra season. But it also felt like in the same breath, like they were stretching material to get an extra season out of it. Weirdly, it felt like there was a lot of filler, I guess, in there that was unnecessary. So I'm not sure. Like, did they... Did they go one season too far or did they go one season too short? Because I kind of felt like where they ended it, it wasn't like the right spot. I don't know what I mean by that. But 
like those last two seasons, it didn't feel like it was like the right timing. Like there was See, either more funny? or less. Like they what's cut a ton or they I, added a ton. I loved season seven, season eight. I did. I, and I might be my, in a minority of people, but I honestly really did. When you watch it back to back, like when you, like if you do a complete rewatch and you watch it nonstop instead of week to week, it works. It works for me. I like what it did. You see where the beats were from like season two or season one or three or four. Like you see like, oh yeah, that person did do that. And it does come back up in seven, in season seven or season eight. I, I get the whole rush thing because at times it did feel rush. I, I don't disagree with you, Christy, on that one at all. But I think overall, I actually, and I know a lot of people... We're not big fans of how it ended or what where it went after, you know, say season six or even, you know, whatever after after the book material ended. But I think I enjoyed how it how it wrapped up because I and you can do, you know, speaking of spinoffs and we'll get to the trailer in a minute. But this is a good conversation because spinoffs were, you know, we're going, you know, with this show 200 years before the Roberts Rebellion. How Game of Thrones season eight ended, you can still tell some stories with those characters, man. Like Arya. Yo, give me an Arya freaking Give me an Arya. Yeah. Hell an yeah. Arya. Give me a whole season of Arya Hell or two. Yeah. What's West of Westeros? Let's find out, Arya. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's do the, it. The pirate adventures of Arya and Yara. Exactly. I'm, I'm here for it. Exactly. So, like, you can still do some stuff. Maybe you let that stuff, those spinoffs, simmer a little. But you can bring in, because what, honestly, what was huge in Game of Thrones was the damn dragons. The CGI and the damn dragons were fantastic. How they used the dragons was cool as hell. They made them look cool as hell. Like, yeah, dude, you're going to do a show of the dragons before anything. They made dragons not that weird mythical creature. They made dragons feel real, which is a lot of times when you that. toss. I mean, game nothing about Game of Thrones really is real, real, right? But but a lot of times if you toss like a thing like a dragon in, it gets to like okay, now you're getting a little cuckoo mystical, here. like yeah. yeah but like they made the dragons feel like I expect to like see a dragon someday you know what i mean like that was kind of how i felt watching it they made them feel so real not like i don't know cartoon no that no you're 100 right like just the cgi and that's why they spent a lot of money and i I can't even imagine what this show is going to cost because of all the dragons they might be using or showing like it's going to be a lot of money and a lot of it's going to go to cgi so like they did make it look really cool though you're right chrissy like it it felt real like that's like a horse like you see a horse you see a dragon like it's the same damn like they made it feel it's a big puppy right it's a big puppy (laughs) exactly (laughs) baby (laughs) but yeah no this is a good discussion because again i think game of thrones overall is, is a very popular show people you know talk about it i think and either you know you liked it or maybe you weren't a big fan of how it ended but you were invested for those, you know, 10 plus years that it was on. You were invested in this damn show. You know, once you caught on to it, you were hooked. I mean, I, I mean, again, I was late. I got my dad into the show. He freaking loved it. Like, 
once you get into it, you get sucked in for sure. Yeah. Christy, what do you got? So I'm looking because now I'm curious about what the hell's the budget. They have not released any budget information that I can see. HBO throwing money at them. It has been said that the budget is far bigger than any season of Game of Thrones was. I believe it. I mean, because the CGI is going to cost them an arm and a leg. You can't have something called House of the Dragon and not have a shit ton of dragons. Right. So you know that CGI, like, probably 80% of the budget is probably going CGI for these damn dragons. It's going to be so damn cool. Didn't Game of Thrones get up to like 50 million for that last like season or something for a budget? Like something absolutely. It got up to ridiculous astronomical numbers. Yeah. Like something absolutely insane. So if we're talking this season, we know there's one season of the show. I think so far, I don't think we've got any indication there's more than one yet. So if we're talking that and maybe you guys do a little deeper dive looking at things, but it's expected it has a massive budget and it's going to be over 50 mil for one season. And that I, that very small percentage of that's going to go to the cast. Yeah. That, or again, a lot of it's going to go to, I mean, you know, like you said, a lot of it's going to CGI. I can see them doing a couple of, at least a couple seasons of this because of how vast, I mean, it's 200 years. You're not going to do 200 years in one season. I mean, you'll spread it out. Obviously, like when we'll talk about like the cast in a minute too, but I don't think you do a you know you say a show that starts two hundred years before we know what we know as fans before Robert's Rebellion. You don't do it all in one season. You're gonna drag it out, probably at least what I would say three to four, maybe depending. But I mean, I think you'll get at least. At least three, maybe four seasons out of the show. I don't think you're gonna go like eight, like you did Game of Thrones. You'll you'll shrink it down, but you'll get a D. I think you get half. I think you get four seasons of this show. So I'm reading an article Mm -hmm. that Francesca Orsi, who's HBO's senior vice president for drama, in an interview, she said a fifty million dollar budget per season budget would never fly for what we're trying to do. We're going big. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe this just is a ten episode, whatever of <laughs> one thing. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But I, I mean, I don't see why you don't spread it out over a couple seasons. But I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Katie, I, what do you got? I want to know what HBO considers big. Like, <laughs> is a hundred million big? Is five hundred million? HBO's version of big and ours are very different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if fifty million's not gonna cut it, what in the world? Like, there, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think there's going to be dragons in every episode because we know the Targaryens are the house of the dragons, right? We're they are the family that has dragon riders, and they have this special connection with this creature. And I mean, we see them very briefly in the trailer, but we do see them. Um, yeah, so I'm. I'm expecting big things. Um, I don't know. It's going to be really cool to see like what that budget ends up being. Can I tell you what I'm most excited for? Hmm. I'm excited for when this is released and we do a podcast reviewing every episode and Lauren's got to pronounce all the names. <laughs> I'll just say uh, Tigerian 1, Tigerian 2. <laughs> the one with the really big ass dragon, that one. That's, that's yes. the one with the the one with the white hair and the armor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they all have white hair. <laughs> yes, that's how it's going to be. But let, well, let's jump into the trailer itself, though. So I think visually it looks good. I mean, it feels Game of Thrones, right? It feels like this is the world that we have seen before. You get that really good shot of, you know, seeing a lot of the Targaryens with their long white hair and everything like that. We see, you know, a cool shot of the Iron Throne, which looks very different than what we're what we saw in Game of Thrones. You know, it has I think it has a bunch of swords leading up to the actual chair itself. You know, and you get typical, you know, uh, sword fighting. You see a lot of different, you know, different characters are thrown at you, different, you know, speed, um, different ethnicities and everything like that. So you are and feel like you are in, you're back into Westeros, you're back into this world, and it's only just 200 years prior to what we know. Looks cool. I'm excited. Comes out 2022. They haven't said when. I mean, I'm going to assume... Maybe mid to late 2022. Who knows? But if they're already got a teaser, that means they got a lot. They probably got a lot of footage so far. So we'll see where we'll see when you know when they when the official date is. I don't know if they. I'd have to look. I don't know if they have officially wrapped like production on the show or that's still in production. Obviously, with COVID, that probably slowed a lot of stuff down. Maybe who knows? But yeah, this looks great. Visually looks awesome. I'm ready to get back into Westeros. Christina, what are, what are your thoughts on the overall trailer itself? Visually, anything sticks out to you? What do you got? I want Targaryen hair. Um, and I'm intending the next time I get my hair done, October 30th, that I request that I get a lot of Targaryen hair. It'll help my gray blend in. Um, <laughs> I did love the trailer. I know we haven't gotten to this yet, but I loved seeing Matt Smith's face because I love mm-hmm. Matt Smith. So I was excited yep. about, I knew he was in it, but then like I saw it and I was like excited to see him. Um, I am pumped watching the trailer. I did like the total thing that I do where I like try to overanalyze it and make guests. And we're probably at least eight months, seven months, six months away from seeing this. We don't really know. I can't imagine that we're going to do a summer premiere. So if we're not getting it in spring, which they didn't say, then we're probably getting it in the fall. Um, That would be a strong assumption. I think it makes sense. Um, Educated guess is what I like to call those. Um, And so, yeah, I think that it looked really cool. I I, I think it's going to be cool. I think there's a lot of symbolism. I mean, you see they focus in on a sword, a ring, a, a what do you even want to call it? A pin on a the hand jacket. of the king pin. Yeah, you have everything right. So they're already focusing in on the symbolism, and right now we don't really know. If we've read the book, we probably have a bit of an idea of what a lot of it means. Um, and can make educated guesses on that as well. But I haven't read the books, so and I don't know that I want to. Um, I haven't read this book. I don't necessarily know that I want to until I watch the show. Um. But yeah, I thought it looked super cool. I thought I noticed what you did about the throne too, that there is almost like a like an entryway to the throne, like a path to the throne made of swords. I thought that was interesting because you're right. 200 years later, we don't see that. I even felt like it looked bigger. 
like over time the throne has worn away when we get to to the end um you could be right on that that'd be an interesting thought is if it kind of weathered maybe within yeah that's kind of what i felt like i felt like it looked so more elaborate but it could have just been me being crazy and that could be new too though too christina because you kind of bring up a good point where like maybe at that time the they didn't have as many swords coming out of it as as it did maybe when we saw Game of Thrones, you know, 200 years later. There could be a shit more ton of swords on it after that, or I don't know. But yeah, it, it was, it definitely did look different. Katie, what about you? Visually, anything stand out to you in the trailer? Anything you're looking forward to? What do you got? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, like we've talked about, the dragons. Um, there's a moment where there's a bunch of candles and you see what I think is probably a dragon skull kind of in the background. And it's like gigantic, you know, it's, it's the the big giant ones that uh, you saw in the in the crypt in some of the later seasons of Game of Thrones. Very interested to see that. Very interested to see the sea snake who um, is a character that keeps getting referenced. He is played by, hang on. I have, hold on. Let me bring up my notes. Uh, Steve Toussaint. Uh, he is the sea snake. He is the, um, he's a, a black gentleman and he is the one who is black and has the white Targaryen hair in the, in the trailer. So I'm very interested to see, him and his story because he and his wife were freaking badasses. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm they stuck out like that. it was. Cool. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm ready to see that. His wife is a uh, dragon rider. So that'll be really neat. And yeah, just, you know, like I said, it looks, uh, we are getting a show that looks like it belongs in this universe and the costuming, looks beautiful the hair already looks beautiful i mean just even just the the updos for some of the other women that are featured in the in the trailer um lots of braids lots of twisty do's yeah i am i am very excited uh just to see where this story takes us again i haven't read fire and blood i just know that uh it is based around the Targaryen civil war. It's a big family squabble. It's a big family civil war. Uh, it, it has consequences, you know, for Daenerys and, and her line of um, uh, her immediate ancestors. So that's going to be really neat. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to go back to this world. I'm excited to have appointment setting television again on a Sunday night. Uh, Hopefully on a Sunday night, right? Like, doesn't that feel like it was so long ago that oh my gosh, it's it's on. We have to we have to watch it on Sunday. You know, there's not really I can't really think of another show anymore where like you've got to except for Ted maybe for me Ted Lasso. Yeah, maybe so. But um, and then like the some of the ones that drop on the Disney ones that drop on the Wednesdays. But again, that's streaming. Like it's not there's not really on on cable anymore. There's not really a a show that like you just gotta you've gotta watch it or you're gonna get you know breaking bad was one of those shows i guess for some people the walking dead is maybe that show but i feel like the walking dead is she done she's already she she done she's she's already not coming back next season so <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> right so yeah this show i 
I am really excited about it. I think it has a lot of, it's going to have a lot of potential. I'm interested to see if they will do more than one season because for casting, the big name is Matt Smith. Um, everybody knows him. He was in Doctor Who, among other things, but a lot of people know him for uh, him being a Doctor Who, one of the Doctor Who's for a while. And the crown. He was he was Prince Philip and he was so good on the crown. In the crown as well, right. So he is playing a Damien Targaryen. I don't know if I'm saying the first name right, but he is one of the Targaryens. Um, And then the other actors that we have uh, Katie said one of them, Steve Toussaint. We have a Emma Darcy. We have Olivia Cook. We have Patty uh, Considine. We have a Millie Allcook. We have a Eve Best. We have a Graham McTavish. So I can't believe you guys don't know Graham McTavish. That was like I blowing my mind. Familiar. I probably once I see I see him, I'm familiar with. He's like sexy, older Scottish man, and he owns part of Outlander. He looks familiar to me. I've never seen Outlander, but he looks familiar. I watch a lot of of British stuff. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I think a lot of these, it seems like a lot of these people maybe are not our obviously newer um, actors or anything, but just maybe people would see them and say, oh yeah, they're in this, or I've seen them in that. Like a Matt Smith, he's been in Doctor Who, The Crown, and among other things. He was supposed to be in Star Wars, but I don't know if that actually really happened. That is a urban legend to many people in the Star Wars fandom, is that he was allegedly supposed to be in Star Wars. Anyway, so let's can And can we just back. reference the fact that we have the guy from Notting Hill? Yep, we do. That we do. I Which just, one? I don't know why... I felt like um, Rice Ifans, he was in Notting Hill, and he was in uh, the when Harry Potter movie, Deathly Hallows. Oh, okay. There you go. So, yeah. So, I, it's going to be a good cast, but the reason we bring up maybe one or two seasons is because, for instance, Emma and Millie are playing the same character, Princess. I'm going to say... No, they're not. They're not playing the same. <laughs> Very similar names. Okay. No, I had it. Yeah, it's uh, so Rainus. Eve Be- Eve Best is playing Rainus, and then um, Emma Darcy is playing Rainera. Is that how we decided to say her name? Um, but isn't Rain- Emma Emma and Millie are playing the same, right? Because aren't they? I swear, I'm looking at the same damn name for those two. Well, maybe so. I'm I'm looking at a different uh, list Eve, than you are. Oh, Eve and by the way, Rice Ifans played uh, Luna Lovegood's dad. Lovegood's dad, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I knew he looked familiar. I couldn't put that. Though. That's oh, gonna yeah. be kind of a mind fuck for yeah. me. <laughs> right, but I think so. We could on, be. Wait. We could be What's jumping. Her name? Millie, what? Millie Allcook. So we could be if. If I'm reading what I'm reading on Google, if this is right. I love Emma, that we do no pre-research for this podcast and we fucking yeah. Google as we go. We are the biggest yeah. shit show of a podcast and I love every second of it. And we're not even really drinking tonight. I mean, I have a glass of wine, but I'm very slowly sipping it. Yeah, that's kind of the fun part of it. 
I like shooting from the hip. But anyway. JK, I'm but, a mess. No, she's she's playing the same person. But there's also, there's another one that has a very similar name. <laughs> she, yeah. I think it's time to get into that family tree conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but Eve Best is playing. I know you're talking about Katie. Eve Best yeah. was the one that is playing a different character. But Emma and Millie are playing the same character. So, which obviously tells us they're going to be doing some time jumping. Some pretty big time jumping because there's another actress, I believe, is playing their the character they're playing too, much much older. So Christina might be right where maybe we are just getting one. This is a one season, ten episodes, crazy bonkers of smashing two hundred years in. It's possible. It's possible because maybe they're hitting just the big parts of it. Go ahead, Christina. I just read that they did order HBO did only order ten episodes at this point. Okay, so again, maybe 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 they'll order more after it premieres. Who knows? We'll find out. But right now, it only has the ten episodes. So I, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, obviously, we're gonna get some, you know, obviously time jumping, like flash flashbacks, flash forwards, whatever. So it's gonna be interesting to see what what we get, what we get with the show. It's gonna be really really cool. Uh, any thoughts, Christina, on the cast overall? Anything you're looking forward to? Anybody you're looking forward to seeing? Mm, well, now I know that Luna, that that's Luna's dad, and I realized who it is. I'm kind of excited for that. But I um, mean, he's playing the hand of the king from what I'm reading. Um, I really want us to dig into this family tree if we can, because how in the hell is anyone keep up with this shit? It is the same name with like one letter moved around multiple times for the both the males and the females. And I get we want to go back to the start, but this man made his own job very difficult when he did not get use different names. I mean, I'm all for family names. I think family names are a beautiful thing, but toss some variety once in a while. Jeez Louise. This is why George has multiple notebooks and he has this all planned out more than I think anybody could ever dream of, honestly. Honestly, for sure. But no, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool to see the Targaryens and like Katie, you're saying, Civil War. Because this is what we're going to see. The war between the family and what maybe started their downfall before, obviously, Robert's Rebellion. Really, because obviously the the... The Targaryen name wasn't as prominent because Robert felt that he could take it on and win, and he did. So it's going to be interesting to see where how much that name falls, and it falls even deeper, as we know, with Game of Thrones. So maybe seeing it almost at its peak or maybe towards the end of the peak and on its downslope is going to be kind of cool to see. But Katie, your thoughts on casting, anything else that sticks out to you with all that? No, I mean, just what we saw from the trailer, everybody looks like they've got the right look, you know. Um, big props to the costuming, hair, and makeup department. I feel like the people who are Targaryens look like Targaryens. And, yeah, I'm I'm also just puzzling over this family tree. There's lots of lots of boxes where the parents are the same and then the brother and a sister and then they have a baby and there's a lot of there's, right we uh, the targaryens often were you know keep it in the family and, yeah. so that's gonna be again that's gonna be interesting 
I'll say, you know, that's a big, that's a big thing within the Targaryen blood. So Damon is, uh, he, he gets around Matt Smith's character. Yeah. He's a little bit of a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> a Targaryen hoe. I like that very much. That needs to be canon somewhere. <laughs> very much. But yeah. It's going to be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for it. I really hope, I know Katie, you're, t- you touched on the outfits and the costumes, I hope they use a lot of the same people that they did for the Game of the Game of Thrones show, you know, because obviously they filmed in very similar locations. Sim, uh, I think they, I think it is in Belfast. I think where, where Game of Thrones was. Maybe they're doing it again. Maybe they'll use the same people that were on Game of Thrones. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool to have that that kind of crew, the the costume designs, the set design people that were part of Game of Thrones do this new show i think that would be i hope i hope that's what they did but i don't know that's that's kind of my i hope so too because then you're really going to get that consistency that you need yeah if they don't they're crazy yeah consistency and they would know what what to do and make it look like they did for the for game of thrones yeah you're right christina you're right um okay any final thoughts christina on the show anything like that anything you got no, give me more than like what was it a minute and seventeen seconds or something like that of a trailer. I I want a little bit more. Yeah, hopefully we'll be getting more. I mean, New York Comic Cons this week, I believe. So I don't know if they'll dish any more information, but I guess we'll find out uh, for sure. Katie, what about you? Final thoughts on the trailer and all of what we've been talking about? Yeah, I'm. Hey, I'm happy. It's going to be cool to see how closely it follows the uh, the book and some of the some of the events of the Civil War. So I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to go back to Westeros. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Which which kind of which fight? Because obviously there was a lot of within Targaryen Civil War going on. Which one are we going to follow more so? You know, because I think in the book they they start even be, I think maybe before two hundred years. So like the 200 years before Robert's Rebellion is a piece of the history. So that's going to be cool. I, I'm just excited to get back into this world. I love this world so much. You know, maybe we'll get whispers of the the White Walkers are back up north. Who knows? You know, like, we'll see. I mean, I think, I think we're obviously going to be following the Targaryens, obviously, more than anything. But I wonder if we get whispers of stuff like that or people saying that they hear things or whatever in the north like you know it's gonna just gonna be cool it's gonna be really really cool very very cool all right kids that's it that's the show hope you enjoyed our breakdown of the uh, big teaser trailer for house of dragons obviously a game of thrones spinoff show coming to hbo 2022 christina let the good people know where they can find you on the socials um and what is it instagram and twitter at a beautiful quest well done katie where can the good people find you you can find me on twitter and twitch at penguin katie katie with a y well done and before i say where you can follow me if you guys do really love game of thrones you guys are game of thrones nerds and you've read the books and stuff i highly recommend following and listening to ken nepsack and his podcast, Casterly Talk, 
It's fabulous. If you know Ken, Ken is a big, big, big Game of Thrones fan. And he's a big Star Wars fan. That's how I know him. But he does really deep dives into Game of Thrones. He's a he's read the books. He's a huge, 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 huge fan. So if you really want some deep, deep, deep dives of Game of Thrones talks or even kind of deep talks in episodes because he's doing like a rewatch. Again, Casterly Talk, Ken Knapsack, good stuff. Go, go, go follow. But I'm going to co-sign that. I love listening to Casterly Talk as well. <laughs> it's good stuff. Like Ken Ken just knows his stuff and he's just, he's just so good. Uh, so good. So yeah, uh, if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me, Lauren, at Knows on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow us on Twitter at The Geek Bros Pod. And we are on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the big platforms. So go please rate and review all that good stuff. Please, please, please. We would really appreciate it. But until next time, everybody stay geeky. Bye. Ah!